Welcome to the Review with Joy and Company, featuring conversations with best-selling authors as well as the hottest reviews with the authors you choose. We're inspiring the world through Christian literature. Stay logged on. We'd like to know, what are you reading? Hello, hello. Once again, welcome to The Review. I'm Joy. As always, I am delighted to be in the midst of your company. Well, it's Marvelous Monday when we bring you insightful conversations with authors of faith-based literature. We provide a platform for writers who seek to encourage, embellish their readers through their work. So if you're looking for inspiration, motivation, or simply just a really good read, stay connected to the review and discover the power, the transforming power of faith-based literature. Well, we're going to jump in the stream tonight with a really nice author. I love this piece of work we'll be talking about tonight. But before we do that, you know, we have to take care of a little paperwork. And we'll start off by saying hello to Rose Lewis. Yes, you have to say hello to me. <laughs> Simply me. Hi, everybody. Doesn't she just look like really, really bright and shiny tonight? I wish you could have been a fly on the wall in the studio before we came on because she is in rare form. So we'll we'll see where this takes us. I'm going to be good. You're going to be good? <laughs> I also want to give a big shout out to Rosemary Legrand. Hopefully she's somewhere out there listening or viewing. And if not tonight, she'll catch us on the replay. Also, a great big shout out to Gabe, our producer with the Mostas and the Yay. whole Fishbowl crew here. We want to thank you. That's right, because we're streaming live tonight from Fishbowl Studios in Bedford, Texas. And just want to say, you know, you can do this too. So if you've got a passion in your heart for anything, um, contact us here at the Fishbowl Studios because there is probably a spot, you know, like a radio show waiting for you. So come on, get your passions on. Well, we're going to uh, visit with a wonderful author tonight, and I'm, I got a thumbs up. Oh, how about that? This is perfect timing, right? Yes, it yeah, is. Yeah, this is really perfect timing. We were having a little trouble up front, but tonight we're visiting with Teresa Burleson. This young lady has been writing poems about Jesus since she was 17 years old. She's a freelancer in Central Texas um, with writing credits in over 45 magazines. So I'm like, this is not her first rodeo, okay? In 2003, she published The Pilgrim's Lear and her chapbook, Rose Without Thorns. Um, just very, very poetic, uh, odes to the love of a life um, with Jesus Christ. It is her desire to communicate the truth in clear, fresh, in a compelling way. It gives me great pleasure tonight to welcome Teresa Burleson to the review. Teresa, welcome to the review. Thank you very much. Can you hear me? Very well. Good, good. I 
answered your Skype call, but it didn't click when I clicked. It said oh. when I tried to click on it. But I did get your telephone ring. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, it sounds like we've got a pretty good connection, and we are ready to start talking about redefined who you are in Christ, a 31-day devotional. Um, and guys, another beautiful color rose. We're going to have to have a cover category this year. I mean, these books are coming in with some awesome covers, don't you think? And who's going to judge the voting board? <laughs> I come up with new ideas every week, and this is how they do me, Teresa. This is a beautiful cover. We enjoyed your book very much. So tell our audience a little bit about your book, Redefined. Well, basically, uh, I've tried to give a... Uh, readers the takeaway that you are somebody because God says so. It's a message that God has been birthing in me a long, long time, way back when I was in college. One afternoon I was walking home and I was kind of having a pity party and all this, I was uh, thinking to myself, you know, I'm just a nobody, I'm just a nobody. Yeah. And suddenly God just said to me, you are somebody mm. because I say so. And I knew it was God saying it to me and it, it, it stuck with me. Yes. It, uh, it changed my life. Beautiful. Praise the Lord. You know, that's what it takes. It takes that one encounter with Jesus Christ, with God our Father, the Son, and or the Holy Spirit, however, whichever form he comes to you in. When you have that encounter with him that just, you know, changes your life forever. And it's there for everyone. We all can have that experience. And it's something that you never, ever forget. Well, I'm going to tell Before you. Before you go on, uh -huh. <clears throat> Teresa, do you have a radio or a television on in the background? Because it's a little feedback. Uh, I, don't, I don't think I have anything on. Uh, there's a ceiling fan going, but that's about the only thing. Okay. Well, and it seems to have died down now, huh? Yeah, but it'll come back in every now and then. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't I know. Do hear it. Well, just speak loud and we'll just work over it. Um, Teresa, you had me with the book Redefined from the very first devotional where you were discussing labeling. What are some of the um, ramifications of labeling, and when you what what brought you to discuss that particularly first? Well, uh, Satan has always tried to use people around us or the media to tell us that we are we're orphans or we're victims or we're just uh, nobody. And people are looking to somebody to tell them who they are, to define them. But we have a choice about who is going to define us. We, who, we choose 
who we're going to listen to, who we're going to believe. That's so true. That's that's true. And labeling starts with us from a very young age. You know, it's so funny because I come from a part of the country in southern Louisiana where nicknames are very prevalent. And I believe we had a previous show we kind of touched on this a little bit. And uh, you, you're born and your mother names you, but by the time you ma make your entrance through the front door, somebody in the household has a nickname for you. And from that moment on, that's what you go by all your life. That's who you become all of your life. And, you know, hats off to some of us who get really, really good nicknames. I've, I've had several of them. I think one of my favorites was my brother uh, used to call me Georgie Porgy all the time. And um, uh -huh. just crazy. So you become almost sometimes those things that people are labeling you as and calling you and it starts from the time we come home from the hospital if you're living in places like southern Louisiana where nicknames are, are very, very prevalent. Um, from from studying and when you wanted to give that message about such a heavy topic of labeling and, it, and it, sometimes it could seem like such a harmless thing but how does it really impact us Teresa? Well it uh, it keeps us from being able to uh, love each love other people because we're too busy trying to get them to meet our needs. We want them to validate us, to tell us who we are, so we're not really free to love them. Mm, that is an excellent point. That, that's a good way to look at that, you know, when you are constantly looking and seeking that validation, it makes it difficult for you to accept and receive other people. Wow. it's flipping that script on it that that's important something to definitely look at rose do you have something uh, i want to say hello to stella alexander who's joined us hi stella thank you for jumping in the stream with us tonight we're visiting guys with redef uh, well we're visiting with teresa burleson and we're talking about her book redefined who you are in christ it's a 31-day devotional specifically for women. Um, Teresa. Before you go on, I, uh -huh. I miss two people. Okay. The fearless leader of Fishbowl Studios, Sylvia Sammy Martinez. Oh, our <laughs> boss. <laughs> and Hi, Sammy. Jana is there. Hi, Jana. Jana, I did get your message, and okay, I will, I'm on that. I kind of did the part of it already, so I'll finish it off tonight. Um, so, Teresa, let's get back to redefined who you are in Christ. What, um, what transpired? I mean, you've done books of poetry and, and you've written in magazines. What happened to make you make the decision to do a devotional? Well, for one thing, I read a lot of devotional books, and they've been a big part of my quiet time. Uh, almost since the time I became a Christian when I was seventeen, so I've I've been reading the reading devotional books a long time, and I also, of course, I noticed that uh, they a lot of 
copies of devotional books sell in the Christian bookstores. So, you know, it's it's something that people are buying. But uh, primarily, uh, God has called me to be a poet. You know, when I ask him to give me what he wants me to write, uh, he, he usually gives me a poem. Yeah, beautiful. I've, I've seen some of your work online, and I absolutely love your writing style. Um, I love that you dedicate your poems. They all point back to Jesus and um, Christianity and empowerment even in how we can better uh, able ourselves to walk this walk. When you make a, the transition from being a poet and writing books of poetry to devotionals, was that a big switch for you? And uh, you know, how was it putting on that new hat? Uh, well, it was uh, it was a little bit of a change, but the the Lord kind of gave me the idea of writing all of them about who we are in Christ. Mm-hmm. So I re- I kind of had the format before I started writing it. You know, everyone is going to be an I am statement uh, about something uh, God says in His Word about who we are. I am a I am light, I am salt, I am a new creation in Christ, I am an image bearer, I am, uh, well, 31 of them. (laughs) Yeah, it was. I am his sheep, I am his vessel, just quite a few, and and it really hits home. It kind of brought me to the scripture in the Word of God where he says, I am that I am. And then you pick this book up and you have all of these really special I am's and then you to devote every day for 31 days. It's really powerful. Rose, you're looking at me. I'm feeling some energy here. Yes, because <laughs> I want to say what I see you doing and what it did for me is putting you in position for where you are with Christ himself. What is your relationship with him and how you need to become closer to him and by being closer to him, how it will help you in life. Uh, Dark moments won't be dark anymore. Yes. Struggles won't be struggles anymore. They'll become uh, in a different packaging because you'll know how to cope with them better. Yes. Uh, you had said, uh, so I asked myself what kind of impact my actions and words are having on those around me. Am I making a difference? Am I being sought? That is very personal. And to read that, it makes you take a look at yourself. And I think you did that throughout the book when you yeah. took each uh category or each characteristic you always made it personal so that made it a true devotional because the person had to sit down and take a look at themselves and then you complimented it with a scripture after everyone and I I just think you did an excellent job with that yes Ditto, I must say. Um, I love this book. And guys, look, it's it's really not a big book, but it is 31 devotionals for you to start your day off right, to stop in the middle of the day and have a little um, noon break 
uh, with with Christ. And uh, what I love best is when you end the evening, you know, and you have that evening quiet time. I know we are all taught a lot about that early morning rising and spending that devotional time with the Lord in the morning. But I really cherish my evening times with the Lord. And when I have that moment and everything gets still, and for me, it's some a lot of times it's truly early morning because I get to that point sometimes one or two o'clock in the morning. But it's it's always fresh and great to just pull out a devotional that could be, you know, right at your side and just meditate and contemplate on some of the things of God. Um, how do you feel, uh, Teresa, that devotionals actually complement the Word of God? Complement what is what? The Word of God, it's like Bible reading and scripture readings. How do devotionals complement that? Well, she mentioned making it personal uh, the way... The reason why I wrote all of them in the first person was because I was trying to apply it to me personally and not just preach, not just come off as preaching to other people. And I think, you know, that's something uh, devotion can do is help uh, people to actually apply it to their personal lives. Yes, yes, it does help. It does. And and when you finish reading it and you ponder it a little bit and then you reflect on things that you've gone through, circumstances, situations, relationships, yes, you do pull and draw from your personal um, bank with that. Uh, You said situation. And I had made some notes of particular things that stood out for me. Tell me where you are, son. I'm on page 38. Okay. I'm with you. It says, well, I focus on the situation. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I believe the circumstances, or will I take him at his word? Will I believe what he says and stake my life on it? Will I see myself as a victim or as victorious in him? Kingdom authority Uh is mine. Now I want to learn to walk in it. The choice is mine. Things are not what they appear. No matter how bleak or chaotic my outward situation may look this day, I am seated with him. And in one of her poems on page 23, she says, but he can hear our faintest bleat. Mm, Yes, I remember that. And that just made me feel like we are truly his sheep. And he's our shepherd looking out for us. So even if you're not loud, even if you don't feel like you're kneeling and doing what status quo it appears you should be doing, he hears your faintest bleat. And he knows your heart. Right. Yes. You know, Teresa, I thought the choices of uh, poems that followed each day of the devotional were just so on point. They were so unique. Um and original and I and I'm I'm gonna say this about your writing. Uh, when it comes to poetry, I am truly a rhythm in rhyme kind of person. 
I didn't find uh-huh. a lot of that in your work, but yet I still loved it. So you're you're really expanding my territory here, and and showing me the depth of um, of poetry and, and making it stretch for me. I really did appreciate that, Teresa. When you were doing this piece, was there one of the poems that stood out as your favorite when you were writing? Well, it would be. Uh really hard for me to pick a favorite. I do know that most of the poems came first. A lot of them came, some of them came a long time before the devotionals, but Redefined came after uh, the whole book was written. That was the poem the Lord gave me uh, after he even gave me the title. He gave me a poem to go along with the title. Yes. Do you think you have a copy of the book? Would you mind reading that to the audience, that particular poem? I'd be happy to. Okay, redefined. How quickly I sink beneath the frown of those who deem me of no value, a nobody. Mm. Remind me again, you who cannot lie, that I am yours. You saw me from the beginning, and you alone may give me my name. I am handcrafted, known through and through, partaker of your nature. You, who cannot lie, have told me who I am. Wow. Now, excellent, excellent. That is worth repeating over and over again. You know, Rose, we talk about affirmations. And I'm listening. I read this, and it it, it stunned me, actually. I thought it was powerful. But as I listen to you recite it, Teresa, I'm thinking, what a powerful affirmation to wake up every morning and remind yourself that only God can label you. Wow. I think what makes it uh, so good is because once we realize who we are in Christ, then we can hold on to our identity better. Yes. It makes us able to get through the day because you know who he is, you know what he can do for you, and you know because he's your father, he has empowered you to be like him. Exactly. That's good. So you you craft it from him. Really, that's what gives us our purpose in life when we know that we're made in his image where his image bears then we know our purpose our purpose is to uh, reflect and represent him yes and represent him well exactly right how um what was the most challenging aspect of writing this devotional book for you Teresa uh, the most uh, challenging part was um, I think the the rewriting uh, uh, it was not that hard writing uh, devotional the first time but sometimes it's it's really work polishing it you know trying to 
get it to say what you want it to say. I think yes. it was the the rewriting. Yeah. Well, we've had that. some people comment. Stella Alexander says the devotional sounds uplifting and encouraging, and she felt that redefined was beautiful. Thank you, Lord. Yes. And Marta Greenman uh, joined us. Hey, Marta, thank you for jumping in the stream with us tonight. So glad to have you. I love it when our, our authors who have previously been on our platform jump in and join us. Uh, it just is a point of encouragement, and it really does get me excited. Teresa, um, how do you see this book making a difference in the lives of readers? Well, a few weeks ago, I was... Uh listening to a song by Lauren Daigle on YouTube. Uh, she has a song out called You Say. Use me. And uh, You Say. You and say. one of the lines in the song goes, remind me again who I really am oh, because oh. I really need to know. And I've I would hope, my prayer would be that that would be what it would do for the reader, that it would remind them again who they really are, because we really do need to know. <laughs> that is absolutely beautiful. Cer certainly something that pulls on your heart. Um, and I think you've accomplished that. I know I read the book, and I, it definitely is a reminder of who we are in Christ. And it it makes me, even when you when we first started out and you were sharing a little bit about why um, you write and, and you write with a passion, poetry, and dedicated to God, because, you know, God, he... He paid a hefty price for us, the life of his only begotten son, Jesus Christ. We have been blood-bought, and sometimes we get places, points in our lives or in our walk in Christ where we don't feel that special connection. Um, yeah, it's really nice to know the scripture that tells us we walk by faith and not by sight, and we're not governed by our feelings, but we're in this body of flesh, and we are, we do have feelings, and we do have emotions, and we do connect with them, and it, it is just such a freedom to be reminded, to know that you're valuable, you've been blood, blood bought and someone paid a mighty fine price for you and regardless to what it looks like as our author said earlier regardless to what you're going through what your circumstances what your situation is god is there i know um, i've heard heard my, my sister said this to me several times, you know, that we have a host of angels cheering us on. We have more who are for us than who are against us. And when we start our mornings and end our evenings with beautiful devotionals, it reminds us of that and kind of just kind of levels out the playing field, you know. And God knows we all need to walk on that level ground sometime. Um... I'd like to talk a little bit, um, Teresa, about um, your book. 
Roses Without Thorns. Uh, it was published, I think, in 2013. What were you bringing to your readers with that? It was uh, a small collection of poems, basically uh, all about uh, who Jesus is. Jesus is the rose without thorns, starting with his birth all the way to his resurrection. But it was uh, about 26 poems. Oh, okay. 20. I didn't realize it was that many. That's a good uh, a, a number. But I did think about some of the uh, titles that were encompassed in that work. And um, you introduce and allow your reader to rediscover Jesus Christ as the carpenter's son, the dance master, um, the first light, so many ty different types of titles, and then you go poetically and describe who this masterful Jesus is that we served. I loved it, what I read from that book. Um, I just want to... Basically, they're all talking about who Jesus is. Yes. Yeah, good job with that. Listen, guys, you're still tuned in to The Review with Joy and Company. We're visiting with Teresa Burleson, and we're talking about her book, Redefined. It's a 31-day devotional, Who You Are in Christ. You can visit us at joyandcompany.org to get your copy of this lovely devotional, Redefined. Um, it's it's a very easy read. It's a lovely read, and I think you would really, really enjoy it and enjoy having this in your collection. So stop by the review, uh, review with Joy and Company org and get a copy of Teresa's new book, Redefined. I also have a really swank, swank, swank invitation for you. Want to be reminding you all that the uh, Roaring Lambs Annual Christian Writers Conference is forthcoming. It is Saturday, June 17th. It starts at 9.30 a.m. and will go through the full day until 3.30 p.m. But you can grab a hold of the Early Bird Special now and uh, grab your seat at this annual Christian Writers Conference. And if I've said it once, I've said it at least 50 times from show to show. If you um, are thinking about becoming a writer, if you are kind of like, in a like, oh, what am I going to write about? Or you're kind of taking a dip in your writing. This is one of the most motivating conferences that I attend for writer, writers. The topics are always relevant, what we need to hear, and very informative, never a lagging moment. It is very much worth it to spend the Saturday with Roaring Lambs at their annual Christian Writers Conference. So jump on that. Uh, visit them at roaringlambs.org to get your copy. Or you can send an email email to info at roaringlambs.org. And uh, I'd love to see you there. We'll be there. I'm not sure if Rose will be there, but we'll. I'll be there. Maybe if Rose I can Mary. survive that 3 a.m. getting off work. And she won't be it there. We don't want her to be there. <laughs> 
but really and truly it's a conference that you'll love it's one worth going to and uh, just get pumped up and, and get new ideas new techniques with how to handle IT issues with your writing just a wonderful conference I love it Rose do we have to say hello to anyone else yes Kara McMahon Mose and Sylvia Sammy Martinez says she loved devotionals Yes, yes. Sammy is an avid reader, and we do appreciate it whenever she has a moment to stop at uh, the show and listen to the authors that we're presenting to you. Um, thank you guys for your comments, and thank you for jumping in the stream with us tonight as we visit with Teresa Burleson, Redefined who you are in Christ. Now, Rose, you've given us some readings from some of her work. Did you have an, any other uh, d days that were particularly inspiring to you? Let me see. I'm sure I have several pages here marked. So why don't I just go to 108. Let's see what we've got going on over here. Well, the, the poem is on 109, but what had gotten me was uh, Heavenly Bridegroom. Mm. And uh, she says, you alone are worthy. You see how many temptations, how many distractions there are in this life. You see how prone I am to leave my first love. Rekindle the flame of devotion in me wherever I have grown cold. Help me to love you with my whole heart. Thank you that you are coming back to receive us unto yourself. Thank you that I will receive you as you are, and I will be like you. And that's just, to me, was personal, where I'm <clears throat> reminding God that I recognize who he is mm -hmm. and what he means to me. And I want him, I want him to keep me grounded. Oh, that's good. Yes. You know. Yeah. I'm going to read the betrothed. Though she has never seen his face, his favor is her son, her breath, her drink, her bread. He has never stopped seeking her. There is nothing he has not given to make her his. And when at last she beholds him as he is, she shall no longer wear filthy rags or shrink back in shame. This glorious blood-bought princess bride. Oh, that is so beautiful. That is beautiful. Yes, that's beautiful. Okay, you're going to have people on Valentine's Day at their weddings reciting this, Teresa. Uh, <laughs> is this a piece that actually came before the devotional? Uh, yes, most of the other poems did come before the devotional. So, okay. Okay. I love that one. That was really, really nice. And uh, we talked about your favorite poem in the uh, book, but I wanted to talk a little bit about your processing. And you said that um, doing the rewrites was probably the most challenging part of writing your book. Was uh, Were you at all like... I wrote this because this is what I have written and I don't want to change it or was it just really just making you dig deeper to find out what God was saying through that message? I'm trying to make it clearer and stronger 
That is awesome. You know, devotionals all work, and I like them because they are always like a fresh download from heaven. It's always good to get someone else's perspective on things, and especially when they connect to the scripture and gives you more revelation knowledge and a different point of view. I know we have Stella Alexander listening tonight, and she is a poet. And Rose, while you were reading The Betrothed, my mind, I was tickled because I was thinking Stella must be eating this up. This sounds like her. (laughs) (laughs) How's that book she has? She has a book on love. Oh, yes. Oh, oh, it'll come to me because she's got about three or four poetry books on. And I'm thinking about, well, she has the traveling uh, mind. She has the essence of romance. I'll think of the one. Yeah. Yeah. So she's an excellent poet. And Teresa, she's on the, uh, on the, Facebook with us tonight and I know that she appreciated that piece that read Rose just read the betrothed it was absolutely beautiful thank you you. in your opinion Teresa what is the most important quality that a devotional book should have well uh, it needs uh to be clear, it needs to make the Word of God clear. Uh, it needs to be challenging. Uh, but, you know, I think it should challenge the reader, and I think it uh, and it needs to be concise because, uh, you know, most people don't have a lot of time for their quiet time. But that's one thing devotionals and poetry do uh have in common you have to say a lot in a few words (laughs) you know that's a very good point that and i love that you point out that point concise you know and you're right people are really time starved a lot and uh, that makes a difference so you want the message clear and you want it concise and compact so that sometimes when we strive for concise we miss the point One of the things that, as a reader, you're going to really enjoy about this 31-day devotional is that it does not miss the point, okay? And they're not long. They give you, she gives you the scripture. They're very full-bodied, but it does not miss the point. She's very clear on her message in each piece. Um. I want to say, Teresa, share with our audience, and this might be like a redundant question a little bit, but where do you believe redefined um, fits when we talk about uniqueness? Uh, You said you see a lot of devotionals, people are writing devotionals. What makes redefined unique? Are you still there, Teresa? I think we may have lost our guest. I hope my question didn't just make her want to drop the mic. (laughs) 
But while we're getting her back, I do want to remind you guys that you're tuned in to the Review with Joy and Company. Tonight we're visiting with Teresa Burleson. We're talking about her book, Redefined who you are in Christ. It's a 31-day devotional specifically for women. So visit us at joyincompany.org and get a copy of this really beautiful book, Inside and Out. And I think we have reconnected with Teresa. You're there, Teresa? Yes, I'm here. I'm here now. Can you hear me? <laughs> yes, yes, we can, loud and clear. And I was asking you what makes Redefine unique as a devotional. And then everything just kind of went blank. So I was like, oh, I hope the question didn't make her want to drop the mic. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, so I don't know what happened to the connection all of a sudden. Uh, but anyhow, uh, the thing uh, that I hope uh, makes it unique is that it... Uh, it will encourage people to go to the Word of God to find out uh, who they are in Christ. Yes. Uh, because uh, he's uh, the only one who can tell it, really define us uh, because he made us and because he sees us as we are. Yes, that is people. So People are so limited in their understanding, and their understanding is skewed because of their fallenness. Uh, but uh, like God said to the prophet Samuel in First Samuel sixteen seven, uh, God, a man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks on the heart. Yes, and that is is so powerful. You know, um, I've in ministry and been in conversations with people and I've heard the sentiment that God can't use me. I've, oh, if you only knew where I've been or what I've done, you know, people reflect back into their past a lot and the past can prevent us from taking our present and moving forward into a future with God and all of his wonders and blessings. But I love that you brought that scripture out tonight because it is so true. God is not concerned about our past. He takes us just from where we are at this very moment in time, just as we are. And he sees us from the inside out. You know, he knows what he created. And he knows how to take care of what belongs to him. So there's nothing that you can do or no situation that you can be in that would make God turn away and stop loving you or disclaim you. You still belong to him. That's right. It's yeah. it's unconditional. I love it. I love it. And um, I was looking at one of the... Um, days, Teresa, that really touched me, and it says, um, it was the one where you said, I am his vessel, and it's on um, for page 43 in the book. Right, okay. Yes, 
And I'd like you to share that one with God. You can summarize it or read it however you want to. But this this one meant a lot to me. I am his vessel. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels so that the surpassing greatness of the power will be of God and not from ourselves. Second Corinthians 4, 7. Now in a large house there are not only gold and silver vessels, but also vessels of wood and of earthenware, and some to honor and some to dishonor. 2 Timothy 2.20 On the outside an exquisite Greek amphora kept in a museum and an ordinary clay pot may look very different but they are both empty containers. A vessel is only useful when it is filled. Its sole purpose is to hold something. I too am an empty vessel in need of filling. I am but dust. I am nothing till the Holy Spirit fills me with himself. So what are the requirements for being filled? There are only two. If I am looking for something to drink coffee from, I'm probably not going to choose the jar already full of pickles. <laughs> and I'm probably not going to choose the dirty mug in the sink. I want something that is both empty and clean. If I really want God to fill me and use me, I must make room in my heart for him. I must come empty of self. Mm. That means coming with no agenda of my own and waiting on him for his agenda, as well as confessing and repenting of any known sin and receiving his forgiveness. 1 John 1, 9. Once I realize my need for him and come with a clean heart, the Spirit fills me. I become usable. God seeks empty containers waiting to be filled. He is looking for someone he can work through, anyone willing to be used. What about me? Am I ready for his use? What about today? Holy Spirit, I desperately need your cleansing and filling. Please fall afresh on me. Work in me as only you can until I am a vessel of honor. Help me to remember that you are the treasure. I am only the container. Isn't that beautiful? Yes, it is. And you know, you know I love the cover because it's a butterfly. I know it. And, and while she's reading that, I'm thinking about the cocoon, the butterfly, mm -hmm. and then it blossoms, you yes. know, breaks yeah. loose. And that's what we really do. We, we caught up in a little cocoon. And when we let Christ in to fill us, we are free to fly like a butterfly. Yeah. Right. That's so good. Right. That's good. That is so rich. I thought this was one of the richest of uh, all of them are very, very powerful and are very rich in content. But I think this one touched me personally. And I love the questions that came at the end and I want to ask that very question to all of you who are listening and those of you who have joined us on the um, 
line with us and she says at the end of that uh, what about me am I ready for his use so my question is what about you mm -hmm. are you ready for his use are you empty and ready to be filled you know I had to when I read that rose I tell you I had to ask myself that because you know I am a person whose mind doesn't rest a lot and I'm con I constantly have stuff going through my mind I'm I'm constantly coming up with ideas looking as you put it what what, what did you say projects <laughs> I'm always taking on new projects or inventing or creating just boom, 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 busy, busy, busy. And this made me want to stop and say, you know what, am I really just full of me or, or is it God, you know, feeling me? I and what, I, I, it made I, me stop. I would think that God would want you to finish a project before you jump to another one. I think that's what he's wanting you, you to do. You think that's what it yeah, is? Yeah, I think he's, once you fulfill what he's given you, then he'll allow you to f go full-fledged into a new one. Okay, yeah, we got some unfinished things going. <laughs> well, Karen you know, Shields said Well, it does, it does say he's a God of order and not of confusion. That's it. <laughs> You're so right. You're so right about that. Hey, Karen Shields, thank you for jumping in the stream with us tonight. You know, we always love to see your name come across our platform we love you hugs and kisses well i'm gonna take that under consideration and work harder at finishing some <laughs> just finish one yeah i do get some finished now i don't want Teresa to leave having this uh totally bad idea about me i do finish a couple of things you know and one of the things that we get finished pretty often here are the Christian Literary Awards. So where are we with that this year, Rose? Well, with the Christian Literary Awards, we are awaiting authors just like Teresa yes. to come and join us here on Mondays between 7 and 9. Uh, you have until January 15th to submit your book, but don't wait till the 15th. We want to talk to you before then. So go to joincompany.org and we would be happy to have you in the midst of our company. Yes, yes, that is definitely a great invite, and we hope you take us up on it. We'd love to be in the midst of your company. We want to read your books, so send them our way. Uh, do What are some of the criterias or that we have for the books, Rose? You mean the categories yeah. of the books? Yeah. Did I say I said criteria? But yeah. I, I think I was thinking more of the categories. Yeah. We have Christian living. We have poetry. We have devotionals. We have motivational books. We have uh, testimonials. Uh, they kind of get children's books. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of get defined. Bible studies. Every year we've had. We've had situations where we had books just on grief, yeah. or we brokenness. Yes, you know whatever the flavor of the season is, God will give us a a new uh, category to open up to fulfill 
what you are submitting to us. That's right. That's right. So uh, when you submit your books, we do ask you to tell us what category that you're putting your book in. But at the end of the season, we kind of might have to do a little scramble and do some recategorizing because we never know from season to season what we're going to get in. Right now, we're starting off pretty top heavy with devotionals. And, you know, we want it to be fair. We don't want to put you in a category and you got 15 people against you. So sometimes we, like in a devotional category, there may be several that are 30 days. Then there may be a 90 day. Then Mm -hmm. there may be some that's no days, just a straight devotional. So we would kind of break it up if we have way too many in a category to make it fair. We do. We do. And we work hard on doing that. So, Teresa, I'm thinking you're such an excellent writer. You've written and been published in more than 45 magazines, and you've brought to us, uh, you've moved from poetry to this beautiful devotional. Um, Do you have, what's next on the horizon writing-wise for you? That, uh, I, I don't have any definite project lined up right now. I'll just have to be sensitive to what the Lord says. Okay. that You know, I love that response because you just have to be open to have him fill you with a new project. So that means, <laughs> unlike Joy, you don't have a bunch of unfinished projects. <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't pass that up. I really, really couldn't. But we hope to hear something new from you soon because we love your writing. And this book, you guys, redefined who you are in Christ, a 31-day devotional for women. And let me tell you something, guys. If you kind of pick this book up, you won't be disappointed either because the the messages are universal. I love that she directed it and dedicated it and, you know, for women specifically, but anyone who picks this this book up, you'll be blessed. I think it makes you grasp for more. I I think that's a good way to put it. I, I did. Because once you read one, you start looking at yourself, seeing yourself in a different light in the eyes of God. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, what else does he think about me? What else does he have to offer me? Yes. What else do I need to be? Yeah, yeah. And you know what? When you have a devotional like this, if you're, if you're being challenged with um, self-image, depression, um, even, even a state of confusion as to what next, Lord. Yeah. Devotionals like this, for me, they they have a calming effect on your spirit and your mind. And it has a, a, a way of just kind of causing the two. Because sometimes our mental, our, our mind is really in conflict with our spirit man, you know? Mm-hmm. And a good devotional, if you do this consistently every day, 31 days, it will definitely have an effect on any stinking thinking that you might be going through, particularly about yourself. We have to believe what the Word says about us. We have to believe we are what God says we are. You know, I've struggled with that many, many, many times in my life. Um, And I'm so grateful that He always puts people in my life to remind me who I am and whose I am. And I hope you have friends and people in your life who love you like that and keep it before you who you are. I think the battle is 
with their adversary. That's what keeps us confused yeah. and our minds clouded because that's his that's his job yes. to distort your thinking so that you won't focus on what God would have you to know who you are. He wants you to think you're less than. Yes, he does. He does. And sometimes he gets pretty good at, at that. But we have tools. God has given us people who he downloads beautiful messages to us. There are tools out there to help you come back whatever fiery dart the enemy throws at you. Yes. We don't suggest devotionals over the word. We suggest devotionals and the word. Yes. <laughs> right. With and, the word. And the word. Yes. Right. A companion. Yes. 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 Well, Teresa, you were saying something? Oh, I'm sorry. No. I was I, just agreeing. <laughs> oh, thank you for that. You know, I'm so happy we had the chance to visit. Rose and I were talking a little bit about you before the show, and we're excited that we're visiting with you tonight. But we were wondering, where are you calling from? Because you were actually scheduled maybe uh, last week or the week before, and your t your entire town had a blackout, right? Uh, yes, it's the town of Coolidge. It's a little town about 30 miles away from Waco, okay. east of Waco. Coolidge. Coolidge. We were trying to remember where exactly were you were you from. So it was Coolidge. So you guys have all of your power. But how long did that outage last? It lasted from about 3 to about 10. Wow, oh, that, that was hours. a long time. Yeah, that was a long time. Well, I'm glad you guys survived it and you're okay and you're able to visit it with us tonight. I am so thankful that you've entrusted Redefined with us and given us an opportunity to talk about it before our audience. Thank you for bringing it to us. Uh, Stella Alexander had a comment. Okay. When you all were talking about the last subject matter, she says ego. There are many of us who walk with a too big ego. True. <laughs> <laughs> that Excellent can hold you point. back. Yeah, that's kind of one of those things that make you go, mmm. <laughs> I hope yeah. I don't fit in that category. I'm thinking the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Teresa, um, love love the book. We absolutely did. We love it, and we want to wish you much success. And uh, we'll be hearing from you again before the Christian Literary Awards, I'm sure. And you'll definitely be hearing from us. So thank you again for dropping in and letting us share your book with others. Thank you for having me. It was my pleasure. You're so very welcome. Um, guys, the book is Redefined, Who You Are in Christ, a 31-day devotional for women and men. Just a little secret, you'll enjoy it too. <laughs> <laughs> it was written by Teresa Burleson, who came to us tonight by way of Coolidge, Texas, and they all have their lights on tonight. Um, so we've enjoyed visiting with her, and you'll enjoy visiting with her and experiencing this book. So visit us at joyandcompany.org to get your copy of Redefine. And don't forget, pull up roaringlambs.org and get registered for the awesome annual Christian Writers Conference coming to us Saturday, June 17th. The conference is a full day, 9.30 to 3.30, but I promise you, you will not 
have a closed eye. You will, you know, it just goes by so quickly because the information is always so good. She's, they're going to be visiting topics like um, the author's mindset, building a writing toolbox. Isn't that interesting? I like that. That's good. Uncovering your inspiration, publishing your un finished work. Sounds like unfinished projects to me. Re beyond publishing. Ask the panel and so much more. It's roaringlambs.org, their annual Christian Writers Conference. You will be blessed. And I think I'd like to mention that the book Redefined was published by Roaring Lambs. Yes, it was. Yes. And they do such an excellent job. We love that. We love their work. It's excellent reading, you guys. And uh, we'll be back. We're going to take a quick break, five minutes. We'll be back because we've got someone very special to visit with for a few minutes. So grab a cup of coffee, something to drink, maybe a sandwich or who knows what, some crawfish. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> See, there you go. That's another project. <laughs> we'll see you in, a, we'll in five minutes. Bye. Thank you for listening. Our purpose is to promote and support Christian literature. If you're an author, contact us at joyandcompany.org. We'd love to be in the midst of your company. And by the way, what are you reading?
Welcome to the Review with Joy and Company, featuring conversations with best-selling authors as well as the hottest reviews with the authors you choose. We're inspiring the world through Christian literature. Stay logged on. We'd like to know, what are you reading? Hello, hello. Once again, welcome to the review. Welcome back to some of you and hello for the first time to others. I'm Joy. As always, I am delighted to be in the midst of your company. We're jumping in the stream with our second show. We're not going to be before you very long in this hour, but it is Marvelous Monday when we bring you insightful conversations with authors of faith-based literature. We do provide a platform for writers who seek to enrich, enrich readers through their work. So if you're looking for inspiration, motivation, or simply a really good read, stay connected to the review and discover the transformative power of faith Base literature. Now, this hour, we're closing our book because we have a very, very special guest that we're going to chat with for a little while. Before we do that, though, let's say hello to Rose Lewis. Hi, everybody, and I'm excited because Joy is talking about the motivation, and that's what we have today coming with us is a motivational speaker. Yes, and Rose but she's an author too. But I'm going to get to tell you a little bit about that. And Rose, am I set up now? Yes. So Rose and I are going to kind of switch uh, switch plates right here, and I'm going to monitor Facebook while she takes it away with our guests. You're going to love it. Today, hi. first of all, hello, Nakedra Rogers. How are you? I am doing well. Thank you for asking. How are you tonight? We're doing great. Uh, I would like you to let everybody know how you prefer to be recognized. As well, my, my name is Nikija Rogers, but I go by Optimistically Key. And I love so that. So cute. Yes, it is. And Optimistically Key, I can't even get it out right, but I can get key out right. She is uh, a plethora of things. She's a... Uh, speaker, she's an author, she's a social media influencer, a blogger, and a radio host right here on Fishbowl Radio Network on Wednesdays from 6 to 7. You can tune in and join Nakedra on her show right here at Fishbowl on Wednesdays. Nakedra's book that she has authored is called Kneeling Earnestly for Transformation, and it's a devotional. Wow. Oh, so we, like you said, we got devotionals going on. <laughs> and Joy's going to love it because Key is from Louisiana born. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and she's been raised in Texas. And she, she has taken on ministry to broken women who have lost their way and are searching for their purpose. Mm. She is a mother of two, a five-year-old and a two-year-old, and she has a loving husband, husband to help her raise those children. Uh, what would you uh, like to tell us about you yourself, Key? 
Um, well, first, I want to um, thank you for bringing me on the show. And I want to shout out my husband because tomorrow is officially our anniversary. We will have been together eight years. Oh, happy Congra anniversary. Yes, thank indeed. you. Congratulations. Thank you so much. So I'm excited about that. But yes, I am Louisiana born and raised from Monroe. Um, I graduated from LSU and I came here shortly after and I've been here ever since. I love it here in Texas. I have a very unorthodox way of how my ministry got started and and just how it has gone this past two years, but I'm excited about it, excited to share about it. Um, I look forward to, you know, t telling you more about my book and just, you know, um, getting to know you guys better. And I just thank you for allowing me to be here. I attend church at Bethlehem Baptist Church in Mansfield, Texas. So just a lot of great things that are going on in my life. And yes, my show airs on Wednesday nights at 6 p.m. Optimistically, that's me podcast. And I'm so excited about that as well. And not only can you hear uh, Nakedra on Fishbowl, if you need her for a conference, a podcast, retreat, brunches, or just a one-on-one -on -one session, she's there to help you get through whatever you might be going through. I like what you stand on, and that's trust God's plan, hope in him, and do not be afraid. You want to share with our audience how you develop those things to stand on. So actually, it, it came from from my life because at the time when I was thinking about a, a ministry, I was at a not so good place in my life. You know, outwardly, I appeared fine. I smiled all the time, had a good job. You know, of course, being married with kids, life was busy. You know, we only put certain things on Facebook, right? The happy times, joy, joy, yeah. things of that sort. But inside, I felt as if there was a void missing, you know, I, that I needed to be doing more. Why am, am I so sad when I have all of the things that I've asked God for? So I began to do some soul searching, actually, and he began to show me some things, the good, the bad, and the ugly about myself, and he really just broke me down, you know, broke me down to a point where I had to see, you know, that change needed to happen, and I just had to ask him, Lord, change me. I, I'm ready for you to renew a right spirit in me to help me to come out of this funk yes. that I'm in, you know, because I there's no reason why I, I should be feeling this way. You've been too good to me. So whatever it is that I'm battling, Lord, I need you to get it up off of me. And, you know, just through my ministry, he has done that. I realized when I thought I was ministering to other people, I was actually ministering to myself, giving myself hope, giving myself that optimism saying, you can make it through this. Yes, you're sad right now. You, you're you crying. You, you don't know why you're up and down and things of that sort. Go to the source. He's the source. And when I once I realized that things got a little bit better, I stopped focusing on the problems or, or what I considered to be problems and start looking at the problem fixer and how he could just change my life around. And that's really what he did for me. And it's like, trust God with everything. Tell him about everything that you go through, whether it's good, whether it's bad, whether you're ashamed about it, you don't want anyone, whatever you're 
your deepest thoughts are because he knows anyway. So just go ahead and just talk to him. Talk to him like you're talking to your best friend and you can find out he's taking care of you all of this time. He'll continue to do it. So that's why you just have to trust him. Amen. You recently uh, did a workshop with Chase Bank about changing your mindset. Yes, ma'am. Could you share a few of those tidbits from ch about changing your mindset with our listening audience? Absolutely. So the first concept in a winning mindset is having a clear vision. You know that God gave you a vision and it was clear. You may not know the ins and outs of it, the ups and downs. You don't know what it's going to take exactly to get to point A to point B, but you do know that he gave you the vision and you need to execute it. And there are going to be people who aren't going to always understand what it is that you're trying to do, but that's okay because the vision is for you. It wasn't for yeah. them, so they may not understand it. And then it's sometimes they may be talking down on it because secretly they're saying, I wish I was that bold. I wish I, I had the courage to do something that's unorthodox outside of, you know, out of the box and outside of my comfort zone. So they try to talk you down on it saying oh you can't do that but you just have to say I'm going to trust in the promises of God and the vision that he gave me and I'm going to go forth even through the heartaches even through the pain even when I'm frustrated because this vision has to manifest even though I don't have any clue how and the second concept to a winning mindset is buy-in you have to believe that if God is for you, who can be against you? You have to believe that you can make it through any anything. You have to believe that you are more than capable of doing the, doing the job. So you have to tell yourself, I'm smart. I'm strong. I'm resilient. Whatever affirmation that you need to insert to, to help you, to give you that push, to keep going when you just like, Lord, I'm about to throw in the towel. It's not working. It's not going the way that I planned. Just be still and listen to his voice and knows that he gave you the knowledge, the skills, and the wisdom to succeed. So he's already equipped you with any and everything that you need. Yes. And what resources and, and what talents that he didn't give to you, he gave it to someone else in your circle. And that's, that's why so it, we come to the last point, which is implement. You have to be assertive. And you have to go after what it is that you want. And you can't be afraid to ask questions. You can't be afraid to ask for help. Only two things can happen. People can only tell you yes or no. But you tell yourself, either way, I'm still going to succeed. Either way, I'm going to bring this dream and this vision forth. And when you make that first step, it's going to be like, wow, I did that. Celebrate that. And then you're going to say, well, what else can I do? What else can I try? Oh, I want to dream even bigger. You know, you just keep doing things and you trust in him. Lord, I'm walking by faith and not by sight. And he will bring you exactly what you need at the appropriate time. But Winnie Mai said, you're going to have to take some chances. You're going to have to be willing to step outside of your comfort zone. You're going to have to bet on yourself, even when those around you don't believe that's a winning mindset. And you know what? You have something to complement everything that you just said with your products. You have T-shirts, forgiven, resilient, overcomer, chosen, healed, and unique. And I love the resilient because that just complements what you just said. You can bounce back from anything. You can accomplish anything. And you can do anything. Believe in yourself. 
Amen. That's Absolutely. Good. Amen. You know, I, I may be going a little far, but what I want to share with, uh, one point, share with our listening audience, uh, but I'm going to let Joy go first because that's a little in. A little lengthy. Oh. I'm going to let her tell us who's joined us. Yes, because a couple of people have jumped in the stream with us tonight. Uh, Optimistically Key, Stella Alexander has rejoined. She says, I'm here, ladies. And Daphne Watts, we want to say hello to her. She says, hi, ladies. And while you were speaking, she came in, Kedra, and said, good words. And that they were. Thank you for those encouraging words. Uh, well, I, I, I might be going in, in an area that I shouldn't, but I, it, it touched me, and I wanted to, to compliment you for your accomplishments because when you take the backstory of your life, you started out as a pre-med major. You had took the MSAT, <laughs> and you were going to be headed to med school. But one thing you said is that you were doing that for your parents and not for key. Mm -hmm. And somebody listening, you need to know that whatever you do in life, you got to do it for you, not because somebody else wants you to do it. You can't live out anybody else's dream. You got to live out your dream. Yes. And I believe Key has the tools to help you learn how to live out your dream and recognize that you do have purpose and you do have a dream. Amen. We have another person who's jumped in the stream with us tonight. So we want to say good evening to Stephanie Hurd Strickland. She says, hello, ladies. And we're sending that hello right back at you, Stephanie. Thank you so much for jumping in tonight. It's, it's like you said in the last hour. When an author comes on, it makes us feel good. It does. And Stephanie was a recipient of a Henry yes. at the CLA, so it's it's good to have her. It really have her is. join us. It makes us feel a little special. Put a big smile on my face. <laughs> and uh, I want to uh, give your website, and I think it's cute too. It's okaythatsme.com. <laughs> that is too cute. I love it. That's it, because um, when we were thinking about the website, it was more so you, you can say you're optimistic. You can say you're bold. You're courageous. What all of those things God says that we are, okay, yeah, that is me. And like you said, it's just about believing it, that buy-in, and, and repeating it over and over and over to yourself until your confidence just builds up and you're like, man, I really can do all things through Christ which strengthens yes. me, yes. you know? Yes. That's awesome. Yes. I have a question. Um, Key, what brought you to Fishbowl? It's interesting. So I was at Fishbowl Network for an interview for the Women with Purpose Tour. That was I was speaking at that conference. And part of the package was to, you know, promote the conference. So I was it's I was there. I just think everything is about, you know, God's timing and the things that He wants us to do. So let me just back back and just say when I started Optimistically Key, I had absolutely no clue what I was doing. I had no direction. I didn't didn't have a mentor. I didn't have a business plan, any of these things. But what I said was, I want to speak on the biggest stage for God, spreading optimism worldwide. 
So here we are. I'm at Fishbowl Network advertising for this conference. That's, it was a Friday night and the conference was on a Sunday. And she asked the host to introduce everyone that was on the panel. And she was like, no, I'm going to let everybody introduce themselves. They can do it much better than I can. And I said my name, where I was from, my business, and that was it. And the very next thing Sammy said was, you need to have your own radio show. Wow. And that was really all that it, it took for me. I didn't understand. And this, I, I'm only a month in. But I didn't understand until like after that I connected it back. Because I had been doing a podcast all the time. I had, in my mind, I was saying, I have no desire to do a podcast. But in actuality, God had been preparing me that for two years. Because when I started my ministry, I would get in front of my phone, turn on my camera, and talk for about five to ten minutes every single day, giving an encouraging word. Like I said in the beginning, I was not good at it. I didn't have any structure. But I was consistent. You know, that's another part of a winning mindset. Being consistent, you got to stay the course. So I did this every single day for two years. And it just grew and grew. And some days, you know, I may be a little late and people would say, hey, I haven't received the word. Are you doing anything? Which would motivate me. Oh, people are listening. This is helping. So let me continue on with what I'm doing. So when I joined Fishbowl Network, And I was like, okay. And then when I recorded my first show, and then she gave me the ratings and debuted in 10 countries. (laughs) This is the exact, oh, I'm going to be on Google. I didn't put it together. I didn't put any, oh, you're going to be on Google podcast. Wait, people listen. People, this is what you said, right? (laughs) Yes. 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 And all the facts. Of it being a month. Happy anniversary because it'll be a month on this Friday, the 5th. Yes, ma'am. Good. Yes, ma'am. It is amazing the reach that we have uh, through Fishbowl Studios. And I'm just interjecting here, if you don't mind. No, I want to. Because I thought Sammy came up with a wonderful idea last month when she said, and asked us to to begin to promote each other's shows more. And listening to you, Kedra, say that uh, you debuted in 10 other countries. That is the power of the web, you know, in this Internet. And when you're bringing across a universal message like you do, one of acceptance, one of op- optimistically key, and it it's it can move and change the lives of many so it has a grave effect because we don't know who's listening you don't know who's listening to your show but you have to just go out there and do it because what you do know is someone is listening and they're not only listening here in the usa or in the dfw area but they're listening across the country and across the globe. And to have that type of global impact 
is phenomenal. So kudos to Sammy Martinez for giving us this opportunity and for having a place like Fishpole and to you and all of the other shows that have their very own unique message and style and you're reaching out and expanding through territories and touching and affecting lives. That's beautiful. I think think what drew me to your show, Key, was the fact that you have so much high energy. And when I realized that you said you wanted to, you encourage people, and I consider myself an encourager. I'm always figuring out somebody else's problems. Mm-hmm. And that just grabbed me, and you just be so hyped. You just, it's like you full of life. So you draw people in. And I think that's a great compliment to you, and you're Thank gonna do you. well. Yes. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, I'm so excited that Rose, uh, she told me about you and your show. We talked about the idea that um, Sammy had for us to reach out to one another. And so this was a great reach out. Good job, Rose. (laughs) A wonderful reach out. And someone knew what a way to encourage you to know that we're here for you. And uh, you can reach out to us anytime you like, you know, and we'll be dropping in on Wednesdays at 6 p.m. to hear what Optimistically Key is saying. Thank you. I really appreciate that support. Thank you so much. Especially when you're you're first starting out, you, you don't know how things are going to be received, you know, so... That support really does mean a lot. Thank you so much for saying that. You're welcome. And, you know, like uh, Joyce says, the average listener may stay on five to ten minutes. But when I sat down to review your show, I was with you the whole hour. Oh, the whole wow. time. Amen. Because Amen. what you were saying was captivating. Amen. And your energy was so high. You was just you was just moving. And you remind me of us a little bit. You were, you, you just... We're happy. Yes. Oh, that's wonderful. I haven't had an opportunity to listen to your show yet, so I'll have to go back and catch a couple of the replays. Thank you. Oh, for sure, for sure. Well, is there anything else you'd like to share with the listeners about your show or about your products that you have online or anything before we close out this evening? So I would love to share about my book, The name of my devotional is Kneeling Earnestly for Transformation. It is a 30-day devotional. So quick backstory on that because there's always a story for everything. So I was at the dentist's office last February. And the receptionist, I was telling her about my ministry. And she said, wait a minute. You need to... um, follow this lady you need to get in contact with her she gave me her name I looked her up on social media she had about 20,000 followers and I contacted her I just sent her a message on Facebook Messenger she responded she responded that same day and she told me that she was having a conference that was about 15 minutes from my house in July this is February the very I think it was the next day or either the day after that, they had a special that was ending where you could pay a deposit to save your seat. The next, I think it was the next day that it was ending. So Uh, that was God. And so I just said, okay, 
I'm going to go to this conference and I paid my registration fee. Well, part of the registration fee was you get a 15-minute session with the event directors, i.e. her and her partner. So I scheduled my call and she all of the questions that I had, she answered them in the conversation. I didn't have to say anything. But one of the things that she said to me was, if you're a speaker, you're expected to write. And if you're a writer, you're expected to speak. Now, what I took from that, and she didn't mean it that way, but what it, what it, how it came to my brain was, oh, you need to write a book. <laughs> that was February. So, again, as I said, my ministry started with me um, making these inspirational videos every day on social media. Well, I took those videos and started putting them to paper. And... I got with someone from my church, and she did the design and it, all of the things. And I sold that. I started selling that book um, March 30th, 2022, at vendor events uh, um, via social media because you can't purchase through my website. And I've sold 450 copies. Wow. But let, I just want to say while I was at that conference, that I went to, I met the owner of a Christian-based publishing company. I probably would have, I know I would have never met her. I would have never known about this company, but that's just how God works. And so while I was at that conference, they talked about publishing and, um, they asked me to send, well, I asked, told them my aspirations. They asked me to send it over. They let me know that they don't, they have the right to accept or reject my book. They emailed me back the next day and said, we would love to move forward. This is a, it's very inspirational, very motivating. That was August 2022. Fast forward to today. I just finished. Um, doing the spine cover and the back of the book and submitting the picture that will be on the back of the book. So prayerfully, my book will be available with global distribution later this month. That is awesome. Wonderful, wonderful. Tell us about uh, Christian Communicators. You were a graduate of Christian Communicators. What is that? Yes, this is the conference that I'm speaking of. It's 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 a training conference for speakers, mm. for Christian speakers, let me say that. And they teach you all of the things. It's a five-day conference. You learn, because I didn't know any of these things, you, you learn about a one-sheet. You learn, um, you do a, a three-minute um, commercial, three-minute reel, where they actually tape you live in front of an audience, where you're speaking. You actually have one-on-one -on -one coaching with professionals. Um, I met Mary Schneider. I met Miss Carol Kent. You know, things of people that I would have never probably encountered in my life. And talking to them, they, they were so loving and welcoming and sharing with the information and, and wanting you to do well and just, you know, telling you about speaker fees and how you go about getting booked, you know, things that I didn't know. Because again, as I said, I, I just was recording myself and putting it on social media. But I knew that I had to take my ministry further than that. I knew I had to 
expand myself, but I needed the proper training. I needed to know how to craft a keynote um, presentation. I needed to know what my my points would be and the call to aim, all of those things. So it, it was it was great. It was, and at the end of the conference, that was just it kind of did me in because I really wasn't expecting that part but um, they did this ceremony that was just like the last supper where Jesus washed his disciples feet and they did the same thing and kissed them and I was like oh my gosh awesome it was a lot so but it was great and here yeah that was last July that was a phenomenal experience. Yes, it was. It was. It was. Well, we wish you continued success on air with your conferences, with your speaking engagements. And as Joy has said, if there's anything we can do to continue to support you, just reach out to us and let us know. I appreciate that, and I ex- extend that same thing to you, ladies. I would love to partner with you and, you know, support you guys in any way that I can. Well, look out for authors like yourself and send them our way. Yes, ma'am. That right. and into this wonderful book, into the 12th Annual Christian Literary Awards. Okay. Um. I don't know how to do that, but I I will look into it so that I can do that. All right. (laughs) You just go to our website, joincompany.org, and click on Christian Literary uh, Award Guidelines, and it'll walk you straight through it. Okay. We look forward to hearing from you. That's awesome, because that means you'll be back on our show again as we review your book once it's entered into the awards. Thank you again, Optimistically Key. That's me. Thank you. I love it. Well, you know, speaking of conferences, guys, I want to put it out there again tonight and remind you that forthcoming on Saturday, June 17th from 9.30 a.m. until 3.30 p.m., you have a wonderful opportunity to participate in one of the best writing writers' conferences in the DFW area. It's Roaring Lambs annual Christian Writers Conference. So visit them now to get to take advantage of the early bird special. So you have until June 1st to take advantage of the early bird special. Visit them at roaringlambs.org for details and to get signed up for this conference. We'd love to see you there. Um, if you're an author, We'd love to have you enter your book into the 12th Annual Christian Literary Awards. Uh, Visit us at joyandcompany.org to get your book submitted, and we'll uh, have you on the show. And you know us. We'd love to be in the midst of your company. think that's a wind down that's a wind down yes well thank you rose for that interview with miss kedra who is a fellow show host here on the fishbowl radio network thank you for that that was a good interview yes thanks Thanks. we enjoyed sharing with you and having you on the show nakedra and i I do want to say stephanie heard strickland said congratulations to you and uh, we share those same sentiments. Congratulations. Want to send out lots and lots of love to everyone who jumped in the stream with us tonight and to all of those of you who are listening to us 
uh, across the country and across waters. Thank you so much. We do appreciate your support. We'll be back next week with new authors. Oh, and next week we'll celebrate Mother's Day. Yes. We'll be celebrating Mother's Day next uh, Monday, which is May 8th, and we're inviting you to give us a call during both shows so that you can give a shout out to your mom or tell us who was a mom figure in your life. You know, we all have special mom stories and we'd like to hear yours. Or your greatest moment that you shared with your mom or that special person that was to you what a mother would be. Yes, yes. So we want to hear from you as we salute and celebrate mothers on Monday, May 8th really will make it a marvelous Monday. We'll be back next week. Until then, God bless you. Bless you. Thank you for listening. Our purpose is to promote and support Christian literature. If you're an author, contact us at joyandcompany.org. We'd love to be in the midst of your company. And by the way, what are you reading?